All right. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Verse 28. Amen. You know it. You've heard it. Let's talk about it. Amen. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Why are you the last one to know? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly. Verse 31. Yet those who wait up for the Lord. Yet those who wait for the Lord. Amen. Will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run like Usain Bolt and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. I want to talk about this morning from mess to miracle. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. That's what I want to talk about. Don't give up. Last message in this series, mess to miracle. Amen. It's easy. Um. It's easiest in this time of the year uh, and throughout life, you know, but especially around this time of the year to lose hope. Um, Especially if you've been living under strenuous circumstances for a long time. Many of us are coping with the mess in our lives. We're ignoring it. Um, We're not dealing with it. Amen. We even can get to the point where we ignore the fact that the mess is still there. Do I have anybody? Oftentimes, we want to give up, but we got too much to lose. Giving up has crossed our mind. Throwing in the towel, amen, has been on the table for some of us. It's amazing because in this series I told you that we have to learn that God is taking your mess and turn it into a masterpiece. I told you that he wants to do an extreme makeover on you. I told you that you cannot survive without living within boundaries. And then I told you the place where you spent most of your time, the workplace, it can be messy. You wouldn't believe how many people have called, texts, and even emailed me saying, Pastor, you don't understand what this messy workplace has helped me with in my life. I believe, saints, that we may not articulate it, but we think it. Sometimes we get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. I wish I had somebody. There are times in this journey where we just want to just say, you know what, I'm done. 
Amen. I can't do this anymore. And I believe that I believe that as a believer, the Holy Spirit just comes in and he comforts you and he tells you it's going to be all right. And I want to encourage somebody here this morning. I want to tell you, don't give up. The best is yet to come. God is doing something in your life. God is working things out in your favor. Do I have anybody? You got to believe in the promises of God if you're going to make it through the mess because a miracle is just that. A miracle is something that you look at in your life and you stand in awe of God because you know if it had not been for God, amen, on your side, where would you be today? Do I have anybody? I want to tell somebody here today that Israel was in a mess. We find ourselves in chapter 40, but amen. From chapter 1 to chapter 39, Israel had lost their mind. Amen. In chapter 1, what I'm dealing with in, 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 uh, at 905, in chapter 1, Israel had lost their way. As a matter of fact, their worship had become so worthless, God said, I don't want that. You can't bring that mess to me. Amen. I believe that if you really want to get through whatever you're going through, you got to go back to your worship. You got to go back to the place where you were when you first met the Lord. Come on, somebody. All of a sudden, it just got stale and stagnated. And all of a sudden, amen, this whole church thing has turned into a burden rather than a blessing. I'm trying, I'm talking to myself. Israel find them, found themselves tripping, y'all. Amen. They were, they were sick, the Bible says. God called them out. And all of a sudden, now in chapter 40, they are in Babylon. They are in captivity. They are living. Amen. They went from free people to slaves. In other words, now, but they had been in Babylon. And, and the, some writers say this was right at the end. Some writers say that this was close to the end, but they had been living in captivity. Amen. For a long time. As a matter of fact, God's prediction was that they would live in Babylon for 70 years. I got some Bible readers with me. Amen. Can you imagine 70 years of captivity? Can you imagine 70 years of bondage? Can you imagine 70 years and yet God says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29, the one we quote all the time, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You know, God got to be somebody where he said, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plan for a future and a hope. Think about that for a minute. You're getting ready to go into the messiest season of your life. And God says, yo, I got a plan for you. I wish I had somebody. God says to them, I want you to have children. I want you to build houses. I want you to multiply while you're in your mess. I wish I had somebody. God is telling the people of God, amen. I know the plans I have for you. And from chapter 1 to chapter 39, amen, the people took God up on that offer. 
But here's what happens when pressure stays in your life. Amen. It becomes, it comes to a point where you can't take no more. And the people now, rather than, amen, trusting in the promises of God, the people now had forgotten God. The people had then turned on God. You know, sometimes we can turn on God. Sometimes we can stop believing because when you wake up, it's one mess to another mess. One circumstance to another. I wish I had somebody. Sometimes we can grow hardcore callous and hardcore distant from God because we expect God to just drop in and fix my mess. I wish I had somebody. Can I help somebody with something? What you're going through is good for you. What you're going through, you have to go through it. And the reason you got to go through it, because God wants to change some things in your life. But the only way to change something in your life is to bring you through some painful experiences so that you won't repeat those stuff anymore. Do I have somebody? Israel. Hallelujah. They're discouraged. Have you ever been discouraged? Amen. They were refugees in a land and they were facing, amen, a long journey in Babylon. But watch this. God writes to them through the through Isaiah. And this now Isaiah says to them in verse one, look at verse one, verse one, Isaiah says to them, here's how I know they were discouraged. Look, look what he says. Comfort. Oh, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her what? Tell your neighbor it's ended. Tell your neighbor don't give up. Tell your neighbor we're going from a mess to a miracle. Tell your neighbor don't give up. Watch this. The text says that God now sends them an encouraging word. But sometimes even in our mess, when we get an encouraging word, we don't believe it. And see, they were struggling to believe that a God, the God that put them there was the same God that was going to bring them out. See, we can be in our situation for a long time where we stop believing in God. Saints, can I tell you something? What you're going through, you shouldn't turn on God. As a matter of fact, let me break some news to you. He did it. (laughs) Amen. And God did not like hide the fact that he put them in, 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 in captivity. God says, I did it. And so here's the thing. You got two choices. Either you're going to be mad or you're going to learn. Amen. Or or you're going to become a stronger disciple. Do I have anybody? Watch the text. The text goes on to say, it says, comfort my people. Call out to her, to her warfare. For, For what? The warfare has ended. That her iniquity has been what? Removed. That she has received Tell your neighbor the Lord's hands. See, the only thing, the only person that can pull you up out of that mess 
is the Lord. And can I tell you something? When you have the Lord's hands on your side, tell your neighbor nothing can hold you back. That even though they were in a situation, even though they were in captivity, God says, I got you. Here's my hands. Now here's the question. Either we're going to take his hands or we're going to reject his hands. But what we need to do is hold on to his unchanging hands. Do I have anybody? Like the children of Israel, we get discouraged because the first half of our lives may have been a mess. We find ourselves living with the consequences of our mess. It doesn't mean that God has forsaken you or forgotten you. That's the beauty of this. Sometimes we can be in our stuff so long that we think God has forgotten. But saints, he never forgets. He numbers all the stars. He scoops out every valley. Amen. He spreads the sky like a curtain. Do I have anybody? He put the... Amen. The bark and the dog. I wish I had somebody. Amen. He's that kind of God. He's that powerful. He knows what's on your lips before you even say it. He knows before you what you're thinking right now. So to give up right now, tell your neighbor it's not an option. God is at work in you and you got to see that greater is coming and greater is yet to come. You got to hold on in spite of. And so let me tell you what happens to us saints. We lose perspective. We lose perspective on who God is. And sometimes he ain't working fast enough. Hey, according to our time. He's not working fast enough. So the question is, amen, how do we make it through this? Well, there are times we all need reminders. And if you look at verse 27, you find that God keeps encouraging them. God keeps telling them. Amen. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel? You ever been there? My way is what? You know what that word way means in the Hebrew? That word, that word way in the Hebrew, amen, it's, it's where we get the word mim. And, and what he's really saying here, He's really saying, anything I do, God don't see it. (laughs) Uh, He's saying that even when I try, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, I've been trying, Pastor. I hear it all the time. I'm trying, Pastor. I'm trying, Pastor. Amen. And God said, okay, keep trying. But watch what he says. He says, why do you say, oh, Jacob? And assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. And what? Justice do me escapes the what? The notice of God. In other words, in other words, the people of God had lost hope. And they were saying, God, where are you? You ever been there? God, where are you? God, why aren't you helping me? 
God, listen, I'm trying my best, but it seems like my best is not good enough. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. Verse 28 is key because he says, do you not know? Hey, have you not? Now, Isaiah reminds them and watch what he does. He gives them a series of questions. Amen. And he says, do you not know? Come on, somebody. You know, it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget when you're going through. We can throw our whole faith life out the window the moment some pressure shows up in our lives. The moment things start getting rough and tough, we start forgetting how good he has really been to us. So Isaiah says, okay, y'all think the Lord, you know, you, the Lord has forgotten about you. Amen. The Lord don't know anything about you. So let me bring you back for a minute. He says, do you not know? Have you not heard? He said, where you been? Watch, watch how he describes God. He says the ever, that word has the idea of eternity. In other words, God sits in eternity. We serve an everlasting God. In other words, here's the beauty of serving an everlasting God. Because in this chapter, Amen. Beginning in verse one, we find that God, the writer begins to compare himself, amen, to the foreign gods. And he was saying, those gods don't have no breath. Those gods can't see. Those gods can't understand. And those gods can't answer your prayer. Can I ask you a question? Now, who are you serving? Because when you pray, you should see something happen. And if you prayed lately, and I mean, you prayed lately and you've seen something happen. Well, you're praying to the right God. He says the everlasting God who sits out in eternity. Now, God is not limited to time because God exists in eternity. And because God exists in eternity, he sees down the corridor of time. In other words, God knows what's best for us and he already sees the future, whereas we're getting ready to live in the future. Do I have anybody? And that's a good news because if I know that God is everlasting, not only is he everlasting, he says the Lord and that word Lord means ruler. And not only does he, is he everlasting, but he reigns over his creation. The text says the creator of the what? That's powerful. I don't know if you know, and I know you know, but sometimes we can forget who made all of this. And if he made all of this, then what are we tripping about? Why do we want to give up? We want to give up because things aren't going our way. But watch this. The text says the creator of the ends of the earth does not Become weary, oh Lord, or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. So if I were to give you a point, I would say this. God will never get tired of you. Now, I know that some of us, (laughs) amen, we got some folk who, who they already gave up on you. It does not matter how many tantrums you done thrown. 
How many times you done stomped your feet and shook your hand at God and said, God, you know what? I should <laughs> Come on, somebody. I want to tell you something. God will never get tired of you. And that's good to know. You know why? Because God is eternal. And because he's eternal, he doesn't get into his feelings. I wish I had somebody. And watch this, watch this. And when people, how many had some people that gave up on you? I had some people that gave up on me. But I want to tell somebody here, I want to tell you something. It's because God hasn't gotten tired of you that you're sitting here today. Because if he was to really give you what you deserve today, come on somebody, come on and help me somebody as finding pontificus as we look today. Amen. Let me help you with something. Amen. Listen, man may give up on you. People may get tired of you, but God will never get tired of you. Listen, listen, don't let nobody tell you anything different. And the reason I say that is because he's all-knowing. And so, therefore, you could never disappoint because he's ready for it. (laughs) But what he does is he gives us reminders along the way to say, hey, listen, do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God? The one that you call on all the time. Have you forgotten who he is? Who he really is? And so here you are having your pity party. Here you are trying to give up. Here you are. Don't say, God, oh, yeah, right. Okay, me? No, no. God says, I ain't going to give up on you. And if God won't give up on you, then it's a good reason to hold on. Look at verse 29. Verse 29 says this. Now, now, not only is he creator and sustainer, amen, but verse 29 says he's also a giver. He gives what? Strength. How many weary people we got? He gives strength. But let me help you with something. He had to drain you of your strength. So that you could be an empty vessel to gain his strength. See, because you thought you had it together. You thought you could do everything and accomplish everything. But God was waiting you out. And guess what? He got good wait time, y'all. Seventy years it took to get them out of self. 70 years. And can you imagine at the end of 70, you're writing me this talking about God, comfort. I want to comfort. I'm mad. I'm PO'd. Got kids in here? Okay. I'm upset. Amen. My life should be turning out. Help me now. Because you know that's your narrative. And you you may not say it, but you think it. My life should be better. But God says, I know you. And now that you're fine, now that I finally got your, why did, why did it take 70 years for God to get the message to them? Watch this. Watch this. He says, 
He gives strength. Now, you got to understand what this strength means now. This word for strength means to be exhausted, to grow tired. It also describes, watch this now, emotional or spiritual weariness. So give me the next point. Not only, not only is God will never get tired of you, but God will, God will give you spiritual strength. See, we try to work on physical strength first, and God says, yo, you're doing it wrong. We need spiritual strength. How many of you, how many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you been, how, how many of you been weak spiritually? Come on, somebody. Watch this, watch this. When you, where you, listen, you're praying, but you don't even know what you're saying. You just, you just praying. You're just saying a bunch of stuff. Amen. But watch this. You ain't, you ain't picking up. You ain't moving. And God is saying, listen, you could build a good life, but if you're building it without strength from him, I'm talking about spiritual strength. See, it's your spiritual strength that will push you forward. When you want to give up, he says, I, he says, he gives strength to the who? To the weary. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. Human strength won't do it. Amen. Now, now, now watch this. This word carries the idea. You know, in Hebrew, words have pictures. Watch this. So the word here has the idea, a picture of a chameleon. What does a chameleon do? A, a chameleon changes color colors to reflect their moods. I'm going somewhere with this. He says, God will give you just what you need for whatever mood you're in. You see, I want to give up. I want to throw in the towel and God said, okay, you need a little, this, this is what you need right now. And then all of a sudden before, amen, before our eyes, you start transforming. Why? Because God says, don't forget who I am. I'm able to do for you what you can't do for yourself. But you've been, watch this, we've been focusing on the physical and not on the spiritual. Now, now you need spirit, you need physical, but watch this, that ain't the order. He says, I will give you, amen, strength, the strength that you need, amen, when you grow what? Weary. Look what he says. He gives strength to the weary. Right there. Stay right there. And to him who lacks what? And to him who what? Lacks might. What, what would he do? He, he will in, increase his what? Power. Not only will God never get tired of you. Not only will God give you the spiritual strength you need to keep going. But God will give you the physical strength to get up and face another day where you're not going to seclude yourself. I'm going somewhere. Have you not heard? The creator of the universe can give you some physical strength. Some of you, you scraped yourself up physically. Come on, somebody. And you packed yourself in your car. And you got on the freeway. Come on, somebody. And you got here right on time. Tell your neighbor it was nobody but the Lord. 
when you were on spiritual life support come on somebody God says I got you here to the hospital do you not know that the church is a hospital for sick people who are weary and tired and ready to give up but I thank God that I can show Hallelujah. My weakness to the Lord. Because while he was in there, amen, the God says, listen, I'm going to give you the strength, the physical strength you need. Watch this. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. Look at verse 30. Verse 30 is deep. I almost looked over it because you young folk think you're invincible. Amen. And you old folk think you've been here a long time, so you don't need to learn nothing. (laughs) But I want to tell you something. (laughs) The word is powerful. The word says what? (laughs) In verse 30, he says, though youth grow weary and tired. Watch this. And vigorous young men stumble what? See, young people got to understand they stumble badly because they don't know nothing. Amen. But watch this now. He says, now I'm trying to figure out now, what are you doing, man? Why are you putting this verse in here? Here's the point. Give me the point. Give me the point. Give me the point. Give me the point. God wants you to stop relying on yourself. And quit thinking you don't need the church or you don't need nobody. I can do this by myself. I've been all here. I live longer than you. I'm younger than you. I'm wiser than you. God said, you better back off for a minute. And let me tell you something. Because when you stumble, you're going to need to. As a matter of fact, you're going to stumble. He says, even though God wants us to stop relying on us. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart. Lean not to your what? Own understanding. In all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he shall. Hey. Hey. I was young. But I've never seen the righteous. Forsaken nor their seed begging bread. So you got to live a little while. Hey. To realize How great a God we serve. I'm not ready to give up. As a matter of fact, I'm not giving up. Amen. Why? Because I'm relying on the Lord. And the Lord is going to bring me through whatever I face today, tomorrow, and for the rest of my life. You got to believe in him. Watch this. The point is that human strength cannot be compared to the power of God. That's why he put that verse there. Human strength does not compare to the power of God. You done tried and 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 you you found out ain't nobody more powerful than God. Watch the last verse and we going home. Last verse says this. Yet those who what? See, that's what the problem is with young people and old people. We have a problem waiting. And then if we're waiting, we're manipulating. And while we're waiting, amen, we, we're adding on a whole lot of addendums. 
and a whole lot of stipulations and, and a whole lot of amen stuff without waiting. Well, see, I'm gonna wait till you know what I you know and uh he says, yet those who wait for the Lord. Now, now here's how you know you're waiting for the Lord. You ready? He says, you're going to get some things. See, I realize something. When I'm weak and I stay weak, it means I ain't waiting. It means I'm worrying. Amen. It means I've walked away from the path. But if, watch this, they that wait upon the Lord. But watch this now. When Israel got to the Red Sea, how come they didn't remember this? (laughs) Come on, y'all. They got to the Red Sea and they complained. Then God told Moses, tell people people this, y'all. Stand still and see. Come on, somebody. You don't have to open your mouth. This battle is not yours. All of these things that had happened to them. Watch this. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Watch as I work. Tell your neighbor, watch while God works. Tell your neighbor, watch while God works. Now, I hear people tell, I pass on week. That means you ain't waiting. That means you're worrying. From now on, if you say, I'm weak. I'm going to say you worry because he says they that wait upon the Lord shall gain what? Hey, new strength. Watch this now. They will what? Hey, you will soar over your problems. He'll give you eagle's wings and he'll give you eagle vision. I'm trying to help somebody. In other words, while everybody else is telling you, look what's going on around you, you will be rising above. You will be seeing your situation from a different perspective. You're going to be looking down saying, oh man, waiting on the Lord is good. I ain't even got to do nothing. Amen. I'm just going to stand right here and I'm going to wait on him. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to try to manipulate. I'm not trying to work out anything. But God has given me a position of advantage so I can rise above my situation. Tell your neighbor, I ain't giving up. I'm waiting on the Lord. It may look like I'm giving up because I'm not doing anything on your time. But you better believe I'm on my knees. You better believe I'm on my knees. You better believe that I'm praying to a God who hears my prayer. I wish I had somebody. He says, you will mount up with wings like eagles. You will run and not get tired. In other words, you'll be able to run past your predicaments. You'll be able to run past your situations. Not only will you be flying, but you're going to be running. Not only will you be looking from a different position, but you're going to run past all the naysayers, all the folk that thought you would stay right there. They say, you ain't doing enough. You ain't doing enough. No, 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 no. I'm waiting on the Lord. Not only did he say you will run, but they will walk and not get tired. 
you'll walk past your pain and the people who was waiting for you to fail you're going to walk right by them don't give up he says you will walk and not get weary come on y'all come on y'all I hear people say all the time, Pastor, I'm tired. You're not waiting. Wait. Wait. Watch this. And when you walk and when you run and when you fly, you ain't going to break a sweat. Y'all ain't ain't hearing me. What kind of trust is that? Not even a sweat. You ain't even got to have to change clothes. Because you've been waiting on the Lord. Listen to this. A young girl, boy went to the supermarket with his mama. And he asked his mama for some chocolate chip cookies. Mama, give me some chocolate chip cookies. Mother said, man, put that back. We ain't got no extra money for no cookies. He kept asking in the shopping club. Mama, mama, mama. You know how kids act up in, in the store. Mama, mama, he's in the cart. Mama, mama, I need some chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies, mama, chocolate chip cookies. Kept begging, peck, asking, kept asking. Boy, if you ask me for cookies one more time, I'm using the, the, the colored version. Boy, if you ask me for, I'm going to knock you upside your head. He got, to the, he got to the checkout line. And while waiting, the little boy stood up in the cart closed his hands. He said, Lord Jesus, my mama won't get me no chocolate chip cookies. But I know you told, my mama told me if I asked you for anything, you will give it to me. I'm asking you, Father, that you will get me some chocolate chip cookies. The people in the line looked around like, what in the world? Why is this woman, I'll buy him some cookies. Little boy kept praying, oh, please, Jesus, give me some chocolate chip cookies. His mother got so embarrassed, she went down the aisle and got two packs of cookies. <laughs> brought it back to the line. Amen. She came back and put it in the, in the cart. And the little boy opened his eyes and said, thank you, Jesus. You see, many Christians today are in the checkout line. They are ready to check out on God. Check out on church. Check out on their faith. Watch this. You got to remember, don't forget to stop, look up, and ask. God, give me some chocolate chip cookies. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hold on, y'all. Don't give up. Don't give up. I know sometimes the physical pain that you're dealing with, it it seems unbearable. But I want you to wait on God. Paul had a thorn in his flesh that would not leave him. He lived with that thorn. Some people say it was his eyes. Some people say it was his anger. Some people said it was something he was dealing with. But God says to him, my grace 
is sufficient enough. Watch this. My strength is perfected in weakness. It's all right to be weak. It is. Because you know the moment you get weak, you have now transitioned into the strength 